My grandmother, Mary Curzio, was one of the saintliest persons I've ever known. Each morning she would walk from her Spring Street home to this church, unlock the doors of this church in the morning, pray before anyone arrived, and then attend Mass. She was not only a woman of deep prayer, but she lived the faith. She dedicated herself to the works of mercy. Well, one day I was at her house and we were watching the news. I was in college at the time, feeling free to express my own opinions about the world. A segment came on about, about a politician that I disliked. And I made a disparaging remark about him. She said to me, gently but firmly, Michael, God loves him too. I'll never forget that lesson. You see, in my self-righteousness, I felt I had the right to call this politician whatever names I wanted, since so much of what he was proposing was contrary to the Catholic faith. And my grandmother, on the other hand, without endorsing his views, corrected me with a powerful truth. God loves each person with unconditional love, and we must strive to do the same. Who is my neighbor? The scholar of the law asks Jesus in the Gospel today, and the answer that Jesus gives was shocking to his hearers. We need to understand the cultural context of what was going on. This question was actually being debated among religious groups of Jesus' time. The question was, who is the person I should love? Is it only the person that belongs to my religion? Jesus, as he so often did, answered in a parable. And the shocker is that he chooses a Samaritan. To the Jewish people, Samaritans were considered unclean. Yet Jesus makes clear that this unclean person is the neighbor. The priest and the Levite avoid touching a dying person because they fear becoming ritually impure. The law said if they touched a dead person, they were unclean for a week and they couldn't engage in ritual sacrifice. So they choose ritual purity over mercy and compassion. The Samaritan, the unclean one, on the other hand, shows compassion. This parable is, is very powerful because it calls us to love each person regardless of their beliefs. To be a people of compassion. It's even more powerful when we look at it in another way. What if we see ourselves as the person who was robbed and left for dead in the parable? What do I mean? Each one of us is wounded. We're all broken. We're all sinners in need of 
the mercy and compassion of Jesus. And so Jesus, in his love and tenderness, drew near to us in order to treat our wounds, in order to heal our wounds. Jesus, then, is the Good Samaritan who embraces us. He picks us up. He loves us, cares for us, treats our wounds, heals our wounds. As I was praying with this gospel this week, the words of Pope Francis really spoke to my heart. They're the words from his first book-length interview. I'll read you directly the quote of Pope Francis. The thing the church needs most today is the, abil is the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful. It needs nearness, proximity. I see the church as a field hospital after battle. It is useless to ask a seriously injured person if he has high cholesterol and about the level of his blood sugars. You have to heal his wounds. Then we can talk about everything else. Heal the wounds. Heal the wounds. The words of our Holy Father, such beautiful words. So what does this all mean for us? How can we live this gospel? Well, I can speak for myself that I have come a long way, at least I hope I have, from being that self-righteous college student to being more understanding and merciful and compassionate. As a priest, when someone comes to me spiritually wounded, broken, hurting, struggling to live the faith, what do I do? I try to accompany them. Listen to them. Understand them. Be with them in their hurt. I try to be an instrument of God's love and compassion. I don't compromise our Catholic faith. We can never do that. But I understand that people struggle to live it, too. We all struggle. You know, oftentimes we can be tempted to see others as unclean as the Samaritan would have been considered unclean. We might consider unclean a person of another religion, another race, another political party, another orientation. We might be tempted to think that we, we, the faithful Catholics, we are the pure ones. We, the ones coming to Mass and doing the best to live our faith, we're the pure ones. Those other people, the people who aren't living their faith, the people who struggle to embrace the faith fully, well, they, they're the unclean ones. And Jesus says, no. No. The truth is, we're all broken. We're all weak. We all struggle. 
We all need the compassion and mercy of Jesus. And so what we have to do is to invite Jesus to heal our own wounds first. So that then we can be instruments of healing and instruments of his compassion and mercy. And so my brothers and sisters, when we encounter people who are hurting, wounded, people who are struggling to live our Catholic faith, we don't need to try to convert them on the spot. We don't need to try to change them. We should never compromise our faith, but as Pope Francis said, let's be near them. Let's have warm hearts. Let's accompany them on this often difficult Christian journey. And let's bring them to Jesus and trust that Jesus can and will treat and heal their wounds. Apostolic 